Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Robbins, and welcome to Life, Death, and the Space Between podcast. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and medium, and here we explore life, death, consciousness, and what it all means. So this month on the show, we're talking all about what it means to live and heal and the power that we all have within ourselves to do that. And I think I've had, I have several guests this month who are going to talk about this. However, today's guest has done it. And so RJ Spina is a true leader and metaphysical teacher, and the world has never needed one so desperately. He has verifiably healed himself of permanent chest down paralysis, severe chronic illness, and life-threatening conditions through his authentic transcendence. His teachings, wisdom, guidance, and revolutionary self-healing and self-realization technique has already completely changed and saved lives across the globe. He has dedicated his life to freeing and healing of to the freeing and healing of humanity on all levels. RJ currently lives in San Diego, California, and has recently started a non-for-profit human advancement through higher consciousness. He teaches revolutionary self-healing and self-advancement courses, performs energy healings, and counsels people worldwide. His new book, Supercharged Self-Healing, is out now. Welcome, RJ. Thank you for having me, Amy. It's my pleasure. Hi, everybody. This month, I'm asking for your support on Patreon. So if you haven't had a chance yet um, to listen to my first episode of the year, go ahead and take a listen to that. And I explain a little bit more about why I am so passionate about Patreon. And one of the experiences that I had this this just this past December with some of my patrons, where we had a one hour zoom call, we were able to chat about everything and anything they wanted to talk to me about. And it was an amazing experience, I think for them, but certainly for me as well. So please head on over to Patreon and help support the show. You can give any amount, five, 10, $20, you can give less than that. But any little bit helps in supporting life, death, and the space between. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Dr. Amy Robbins. And if you are interested in receiving my newsletter, which has biweekly soul wisdoms, please head on over to dramyrobbins.com and subscribe to my newsletter. Lastly, I'm still taking ghost stories for this year. Uh, I don't have any more, so or maybe I have one more. So if you have a ghost story to share, please send that to team at dramyrobbins.com and I will be excited to share it on my show. Thanks and enjoy this week's episode. What I said this to you before the show, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because you don't look your age in any way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, some of it's probably genetics. And the other thing is I don't, I don't think too much, so I don't really worry. Um, so at 24, I had this profound experience that really helped me understand myself better and why I felt different and leave my body and things like that. Uh, and I've spent the second half of my life really deconstructing it, explaining it and teaching it in terms of self-healing and self-realization. And so then if we, I guess, still rewind the clock, although fast forward from then, uh, it was April uh, 23rd of 2016. I had been sick, Amy, for a couple of months. I was really sick. I spent two weeks in the hospital about two months earlier. I had sepsis. 
um, I was told I would only live another 48 hours, actually. Holy cow. But I had sepsis. I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, Hashimoto's autoimmune disease, uh, thyroiditis, pancreatitis. Um, they gave me incredibly strong antibiotics, an eight-week course, which obviously did not work because eight weeks later, I literally became permanently paralyzed from the chest down. And there's a video on the website. You can see my MRI. You can see the crushed spine. You can see the surgeon's notes of complete paraplegia before surgery and post-surgery. So now we get to what, what's probably far more interesting than all that is that when I, I had uh, woken up, from emergency life-saving surgery, I had literally awakened into authentic cosmic consciousness. And the veil of uh, the wisdom and the know-how and the muscle memory of healing literally came back in that quickly. All of it was at the ready. And I even said to the ICU nurse that uh, I'm gonna heal myself. I explained how I, how I would do it, the mechanics, the specifics, and I even said in exactly 100 days, I will walk unassisted. And uh, that same video I'm referring to, it's time stamped. On the 100th day, uh, I walked unassisted. Uh, okay. All right. Walk me through this. Okay. So tell me first, what is this experience of co complete cosmic consciousness? It is. Um, so. And, and how I, do I go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Where do I, I get, get the ticket? Yeah, right. where's the ticket? Okay. Um, there are, believe it or not, uh, it is my understanding that there's, there's levels of uh, what we call self-realization or enlightenment. And there's actually, uh, believe it or not, there's much past uh, an enlightened state uh, of being. Now, for me, enlightenment is being in total communion with your higher self. Mm -hmm. so, pe so people that authentically, and people do do this, when they achieve authentic communion with their higher self, to me, that is enlightenment. You have realized the self and these beings are able to access boundless amounts of information that the five senses and intellect just, just simply cannot, doesn't have mm -hmm. access to. But it, it is my experience that there's literally uh, many levels past that. And so what I was experiencing is what I call authentic cosmic consciousness that went beyond this. It went to the source of of grounding, you could say, of being and non-beingness. There was a level of understanding that was absolutely instantaneous. There was a cleansing of myself. It's almost like if you're covered with mud and then someone power washed you is the only way to describe it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, but I was at a level of understanding, connectivity, and communion that goes well, well beyond words and, and well beyond the intellect. And it was in that state that everything came flooding back to me in terms of how to self-heal and how to, and how to be authentically self-realized and even beyond self-realized. And it happened literally in an instant. But it was not a near-death experience or would you say it was? Because it sounds similar to how people describe their near-death experiences. Yeah, th this was not because uh, as a kid, I would always, as we were just talking about, I would mm -hmm. always leave my body. Mm -hmm. Now, for most of us and even near-death experiences, it's my understanding that we don't go much beyond the fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh frequency, or what we call, and people call those dimensions, but they're frequencies. And this is the astral realm where your pure spirit or your astral body, and it's in this state that most people, when they leave their body, that's where they go. What occurred for me was, uh, was um, well, well, well beyond that. 
Uh, and this was a knowingness of the nature of existence itself, the, the power of creation itself. It was uh, almost like diving in to the, the, the source of all existence, as insane as this sounds, but this, this actually happened. And from this, it was actually a remembrance, which sounds the weirdest thing about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything came back online. And, and we like to joke that when I woke up from surgery, it was RJ 2.0. So it was almost like every part of me had been enhanced in terms of my connectivity, my receptivity, you know, from so maybe like clairsentience, clairvoyance, clairconscience mm-hmm. perspective. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a totally different reworking of everything. I was fully and totally online. And so how did the healing process work for the, you? In, in the book, Amy, there were seven uh, steps. Okay. You want to dig into those? We can talk, uh, yeah, we could talk about anything in terms of those things. But there okay. were se- seven things that I found yeah. myself just doing. And so those became the seven steps of the, I call it the ascend the frequencies, because you do have to go into your higher consciousness, mm-hmm. the, the ascend the frequency healing technique. So essentially those exercises and protocols based upon these new understandings, if we simply put, if we have new understandings, different understandings, and we do different things, we get different results. And so I was working with a completely different set of consciousness. I did completely different things and I got completely different results. And these are the exact same teachings that I've helped countless people everywhere who could not get better chronic illness, had it for 10 years, 20 years, severe pain. I mean, you name it. It doesn't really matter what it is because when you work with your higher consciousness directly, this is an unlimited and divine state. Right. And, and so and the potential you, is, is endless. It, it's literally, we now start to touch what we really are, which is unlimited and divine. And these exercises and protocols allow you to reconnect with what you really are. And by being able to do that, I like to say it's, it's only the truth that heals. So when you work, mm. with, the, when you work with the truth of yourself, the, the bodily conditions, and we're not the body, the bodily conditions, they, I don't want to say they repair themselves because it's not quite accurate, but when you are working at such a high state and you are vibrating at such a high state, Disharmony cannot exist in a high frequency environment. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's sort of one way to understand it. Okay, so let's walk through these. Can, can you walk us through the um, steps and how you sort of applied them to you so people can see this is what this looks like in sort of real time? Does that make sense? Sure, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go over some of them. The one, okay. the one thing that I spend a good deal of time in the book uh, is the beginning part, and I, I call it the ego mind identity. Yes. Okay. This is probably the single most important teaching in this book because the book lays out how the ego mind identity is formed, mm-hmm. how it actually works. And I explain in detail how the ego mind identity <clears throat> is responsible for all ill health. This is something I don't think humanity quite understands yet. So all disharmony comes from disharmonious thought patterns. Okay. So think about being in a meditative state. Mm-hmm. There's no disharmony. There's no thinking. If you can get there. Right. <laughs> right. And, and, the, and by the way, we'll do, we'll do what I call a magic trick. So we, okay. can all, we can all experience that instantaneously. Okay. But when we're in this state of 
total connection to the self and then for the connectivity and communion to existence itself, which is what the consciousness will unfold into if you let it, if you don't start thinking. So it's this, it's the repetitious pattern of thinking and emoting and doing based upon identifications that are outside of the self. Mm-hmm. So, so this belief, that belief, this concept, that concept, none that of that. are usually programmed from really early on. You got it, 100%. So once we start to really understand that on a deep, deep level, and then we detach from that, now this momentum of disharmony that we're running based upon our egoic mind stops. Okay. So the first thing that happens is the energetic disharmony, the momentum of it ceases. Now, once that ceases, now we can actually do some repair and healing. And so that's why the the beginning of the book is all about the ego mind identity Mm -hmm. to understand it and how to halt it, stop it in its tracks so we don't continue to get worse. And then once we've stopped it, now we can actually do something to repair and heal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, so the first thing you say is assess your true essence. Is this the... Is this separate from ego mind identity, right? You first have to identify the ego piece that's driving it to separate yourself from your true essence. You get, you got it. Okay. okay. Absolutely. <clears throat> if we're, if we're thinking that's not you, mm-hmm. the simplest way, that is your conditioned mind. That is your programming. That is societal pressures. However you want to say it, it doesn't matter. That's actually not you. That's you reacting and trying to live up to something. So what did this look like for you in your process? So what did you, we're going to go deep here. What did you realize was sort of your ego mind identity? Uh, The ego mind identity uh, for me uh, had really been addressed many, many, many years ago. And so I think what happened for me was the challenge that I gave myself in this life. So it wasn't so much my egoic identity that had caused all these things. It was more in this, in this incarnation, I needed a great challenge. And so I, and we all do this. I planned this and my last name is Spina, which actually means spine. So at a certain level of consciousness, we can actually access our life plan. And so I am well aware that I gave myself this challenge and I'm well aware that I gave myself this challenge so I could prove to myself yet again, and to prove to others that we can put ourselves back together and then to provide the step-by-step protocols and understandings as, as so we have the ability to do this. So it wasn't, it wasn't a near-death experience for me because when I left my body during the, during the emergency surgery, it was now, everything came online. I was like, okay, this is the challenge that I've been waiting for in this incarnation. This is it. So for so, you, it wasn't ego in this life. It was past life, maybe karma or dharma, karma that you were working out. Yeah, I would say it was the, it was the if we, from that perspective, I would say I was working out the karma or dharma that's encased within the genetic entity or physical vehicle. So Okay, okay, this okay. Is, yeah, genetics <clears throat> and uh, hereditary traits contain all the thought programs, all the, all the emotions, all the societal programming of, ever, of every soul that ever incarnated within that lineage. And so that's really what genetics are. And so the body that I chose for this incarnation had certain things that it was prone to, type one diabetes, hypothyroidism, all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And so it was also prone to getting so sick through the sepsis 
that paralysis would occur, which I knew because that's thy last name is Spina. So as crazy as all this sounds, this is all planned and we all do this. I'm just able to access it. So you, you get in touch with your true essence. Yes. Which is? That, so that is the state of non-thought, non-emotion and non-attachment to the body. Okay. So one way to look at it is the self must already be present for an experience to even occur. So can you define self? Because you do a really nice yes. job defining these different, um, I don't know what they would be called, vocab words. <laughs> yeah. These, these different concepts. That's what I'm yeah. looking for. Yeah. It's, there, there are some new words um, because it's, it's a deeper, more holistic understanding of things. Um, so the self, okay, or what, what's been referred to as the self. I mean, people have called this the soul. So, and now I think we have a much better definition. So the You self, differentiate the two. Yeah, they're not yeah. the same. So right. previously, you know, the spirit inside, so to speak, was always called the soul, okay? And, and for all intents and purposes, you can call it that, but the soul is two very specific things that I don't think we've understood previously. Okay, so Amy, what we really are, the self, is what I call sentience. And you can think of sentience as divine intelligence. Mm -hmm. Now that, that divine intelligence, this is the direct fractal of God. What that actually is, is our level or depth or amount of love and wisdom. And our talents and abilities are subsets of this love and wisdom. Now that is what we actually are. And I call that divine intelligence or sentience for the self. That's what we really are. Now, previously, this was called the soul. But the soul actually is two things. It's the sentience, which is what we really are. And then we're given energy. This is the energy that we use to think, to emote, and to animate the body, essentially to create. So we are an immortal creator being as a fractal of God. And we are given a complement or an amount of energy to create. So these are two very separate things. And in mm. the past, they, they were locked together as one thing and called the soul. And the reason why, Amy, this is important is because we have to cease identifying with our creations. So think about when we think, we identify with our thoughts. Or think mm -hmm. about when, when we emote, we identify with the emotions. Mm -hmm. Or when we animate the body, we identify with the body's experiences. Now with this new understanding that we are sentience, given energy to create, we are not what we create. This affords us more detachment. And through this detachment comes greater clarity. And with this greater clarity, it gives us access to more power to do things that are more befitting of an immortal creator being. As you're speaking, all I'm thinking is it feels like the words that are coming through you are not of you. I, I, don't, I don't know how, does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And so if uh, one way we can look at it, if you like, you can think of me as in a perpetual state of channeling. Mm -hmm. So that that's what it be, feels like. It might be easier to understand it that way. Yeah. Now, now, the truth of the matter is I'm not channeling, but it certainly appears that way. Right but I am so deeply connected on a level that is very unusual. And the consciousness that makes up RJ, frankly, is also quite unusual. So what you're able to pick up on and hear and what it sounds like, it seems like it's, it's channeling. 
And from a human perspective, it will certainly seem like channeling. And we can think of it that way. It but I guess, really it's, I guess it's really being completely connected to source, right? And so the cognizance is clear. It's just there. Yes. It's yeah, not channeling because you don't need to channel an external entity because it is you and you are it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. At a certain level of, we, we can call it liberation, if, if, if you like. And then also at a certain level of a soul's evolution, are we able to operate it this way? So it's a, it's a combination. It's, as we're involved in the evolutionary cycle, the consciousness or the sentience, as I spoke about before, mm -hmm. continues, continues to deepen. Our reservoir of wisdom and love continues to accrue and deepen. And at a certain point, that consciousness or sentience no longer needs to incarnate into the lower frequencies of the physical universe because there's nothing really left for that individualized unit of consciousness to learn or understand that's afforded through the experiences of, of so-called being human. So once we've reached this level of evolution, and then we combine this level of evolution with the complete liberation and detachment from, from the human condition, you combine these two things, and then what we have is what we could call maybe a pure God consciousness. I don't know what I'm feeling right now. My, my heart is racing like I... It's so intense right now. It's like I get it on a whole other level. Yeah, <clears throat> this, and just so you know, this is quite normal. So uh, without me being too specific, you can just think of it as it's always warmest next to the fire. Mm. And so what, what you're feeling is, is, is truly a very different vibration, a very unique vibration, especially for being here incarnate in the lower frequencies. And so just, just allow this knowingness to permeate you as it is and, and let it raise your frequency because as that happens, you leave behind all the frailties of the human condition and you start to align yourself with really what you are. Wow. I mean, I, I feel like I could cry. Like it is that, it is that powerful sitting here with you on camera, which seems probably for the people listening, maybe they can, maybe you all can feel it too. I hope you can, because it is, it's remarkable. Yeah, this, and this, this um, tangible effect is quite normal. So there's nothing to, there's nothing to worry about. Uh, oh, no, it's, I, it's a, I'm not worried. Like the tears are like tears of like joy, almost yeah. like, holy cow. You're, you're giving yourself, uh, another way we could say it is that I'm, I'm simply a reflection of your own self-realization. Hmm. And so you're experiencing the depth of your own divinity, your own purity, your own immortality, your own beauty. You're actually experiencing it now because I'm just simply reflecting that aspect of yourself right back to you. And that's why, that's why it feels the way it feels. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> we'll shift back into the thinking piece of the, the uh, programming. Um, so, okay. So you have assessing your true essence, uh, essence, knowing what you are going to achieve. So what does that mean? So for yeah. you, it was, I'm going to heal myself from this. Correct. Yeah, this is very important. Um, and real spiritual wisdom uh, should be applicable from moment to moment in our daily life. Okay, and this is part of the new paradigm and the, the works that I'll release as RJ, is that this, this, these teachings in this book are about self-healing. They're also about self-realization, but they're literally about how to live your life day to day. I work with tons of people that don't come to me because they have cancer or they're paralyzed or because they want to you know, sit with the master and these, they literally are trying to navigate their life better. Mm -hmm. So these, these teachings allow you to navigate your life in a way that uh, people don't quite understand how to do. 
And so that about knowing specifically what you want to achieve. Okay. This is very important. So if someone comes to me and says, RJ, just as an example, RJ, I, I want to feel better. I would say, no, tell me more. That's not specific enough. In mm -hmm. what way do you want to feel better? What is it? What is the obstacle specifically that's in the way? And what is it that you want to achieve specifically? And so most people don't quite know right off the bat. So we have to start asking ourselves this question, not just in healing, not just in self-realization, but in life. What is it specifically that we are trying to achieve? And the, more, the reason why this is so important from a metaphysical understanding, Amy, the more specific we are about whatever it is, and, and the specifics don't matter what it is, just the more specific we are, the more energy, that we can harness and bring into a single pointedness of focus into this one thing. Now that one thing has a far greater chance of manifesting into reality because all of our energy is going into one specific thing. This has to do with manifestation and the law of vibration. Mm -hmm. So this, this is very important. Now this obviously relates to healing, right? If someone has cancer or what, you know, or whatever it is, this also relates to liberation, to be able to free your conscience, but this also relates to your business, to your personal relationships, to your ability to navigate your life in a much more seamless and happy way. We have to know what specifically we're trying to achieve. And once we know, we can unlock all of the power of the higher mind and bring it into focus, single pointedness of focus. And this is how we truly manifest as an immortal creator being. Mm. Okay. Activate your healing intention. Oh yeah. This is, yeah, this is wonderful. This is, um, this is real magic. Okay. And I, and I mean that this is real magic. Is this so, the magic of how to get into the meditation or that's a different magic? That's a, that's a different magic. So okay. I, I'm, I'm very comfortable saying everything I teach is, is real magic because, because it is. So the world is magic. It's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, uh, and we are magic and we can do anything. We really can. And me unparalyzing myself is everyone's permission slip to do the impossible for themselves. So, okay, I want to get back to the magic, but how do you deal with people who blame themselves for not being able to heal themselves? They, okay, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Okay. Uh, or blame themselves for being sick. Right, right. Okay, it's no one's fault because we've never been taught how to do this. So it's, it's, it's ludicrous to beat yourself up that you got sick and now you can't get better. Of course you got sick. This is a profoundly sick society, as well as you've never been taught these metaphysics. So mm -hmm. there's, no, there's no way for you to know. So quite frankly, I'm the one who's supposed to teach you. And now I'm here, so I'm going to teach you. So, okay. don't, so don't blame yourself at all about any of that, okay? And those that are truly desirous of learning how to heal themselves, just get the book. It lays out everything. Okay. Uh, activate the healing intention, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So Amy, as a human being, we have four ways of expression, mentalization, verbalization, emotionalization, and physicalization. We move the body. Okay. Essentially now in higher states of consciousness, there's actually more than those, but for a human being, these are the four rudimentary expressions. Okay. So to activate your full healing intention, that's very simple. All we do is we combine all four of those things and we unify them. They become one thing and then you merge with that one thing. And then there's no separation 
between those four expressions and you. This is also the magic of how to manifest. And you could think of it as doing a, uh, a magic spell because it's a lot like that. So we, we have to have a visualization of, I'll, I'll just speak about myself or what, what I did. So I had a visualization of myself of uh, what it was like when I wasn't paralyzed, right? So the, the image that I had was me running because I, mm, mm -hmm. I used to like to run. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, I, so I gave myself this mental image of me running. Okay. That's number one. Then I added to that. I remembered what it felt like. I tangibly remembered. You can think of it as muscle memory if you want. I tangibly remembered what it felt like to run. The muscles in my legs, the pounding, the blood rushing. So I can't, because that's a muscle memory that is within us, right? So I put the image, then I tangibly remembered. I imagined what it felt like once again to remember that. Then I gave myself a command. So I used my verbalization. So I gave myself a specific command. And there's commands in the book that people can use if they're not sure what to say. So I gave myself a command. And part of my command was something in the lines of, I bring the life force energy back into my spine and legs now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now I have an image. Now I have the feeling inside me. Now I'm commanding it to happen. And then at the time, clearly I was paralyzed. So I couldn't actually move my legs in any way. But what I did do, I had the physical therapists and the nurse nurses, they would, you know, move my legs back and forth, lift my knees up to my chest, you know, et cetera, et cetera, because I, I couldn't do it. And so as they're doing that, right, I would have the visualization. I was remembering tangibly what it felt like, and I was verbalizing it. I was commanding it, and they were moving my body at the same time. This works like real magic because mm. it is real magic. If you, mm -hmm. if you give yourself over, to these exercises and these techniques, there is literally nothing that we can't do. Nothing, because now we're working with the unlimited higher mind. And that's the key to everything. The unlimited higher mind transcends the lower consciousness, which is what we experience when we're incarnated. So when you're doing this, is that step four, which is com commanding creator consciousness? Commanding creator consciousness is a very specific meditation. Okay. So, so that's, a, that's a different step. There's seven steps. And you can think of um, that, a commanding creator conscious. It's a, it's a meditation that human beings are, are not familiar with how to do this. So we use our energy to actually raise our frequency. And we're not taught how to do this. Mostly we just kind of sit and you know, try not to think. Mm -hmm. meditation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So think about using all this energy that we use to think and emote and animate our body. Imagine if there was a way, and there is, it's in the book that we could actually take that energy and almost use it like rocket fuel to, to actually accelerate and make our consciousness go up, 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 up in frequency. So that's actually what that meditation does. It teaches you how to leave the lower frequency realms and even the astral realms and go way past this. Now, once you reach a certain level of consciousness, think of that as the higher consciousness is the architect of our form and the chemist of our biology. So when you reach that state, you're at the etch-a-sketch level. You're at the creator level. So once you go to the creator level, create. Create, mm. this, create this new version of you. Etch-a-sketch out what you want that to look like. You got it. 
Yeah. We, we are this powerful. We just haven't been taught how to do this properly. So that meditation, and I actually teach that specific, that specific meditation in groups and classes all, all, you know, via Zoom and stuff like that all over the world. And so people finally experience these things that they've always read about, these mystical experiences, because they're way past the lower frequencies that the physical body is attuned to. And therefore, they're able to experience and tangibly experience the things that only the higher mind and the higher consciousness could ever be able to explore. And in that state, that I call it the etch-a-sketch level, mm-hmm. just, just put yourself back together as you see fit. And for me, it was my spine. My mm-hmm. spine, I mean, you can see the MRI in the video. It's destroyed. So I shouldn't be able to do this. Well, mm-hmm. that, that's because we have a different understanding with different exercises, and now we get different results. It sounds, I mean, it sounds a lot like Joe Dispenza's work as well. I, I think uh, there's probably some similarity to, mm-hmm. uh, to there. And, I, and, and for me, what was most important is that I'm, I'm authentically me. Right. And so what, right. so what, what I've done is I've provided every piece of proof possible because I did really do this. There really is an MRI of a crushed spine. There really is the notes from my neurosurgeon saying I'm completely paralyzed. There really is time-stamped video and you can see me unparalyzing myself. This was not linear healing. So for myself to be the authentic uh, consciousness that I am, I needed to provide the authenticity. Mm-hmm. And I think these states of consciousness are so rare. And I think literally going from completely paralyzed to being able to jog is so rare. But I want this to be normal right. for people. And I promise you, I promise you, about 300 years from now, these teachings and these understandings are going to be so commonplace. Everyone is going to be doing this. Everybody. And so Except for now. you because you might not need to come back and reincarnate. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll, I give you my word. I'm going to keep coming back till all the work is done. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So we have two more. Oh, no, three more quick steps. Not quick, but channel intelligent energy into the body. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, if there's a way to have a personal favorite, <laughs> which, sounds, which sounds funny. But um, so uh, a lot of people are familiar, and Amy, you probably are with Reiki. Mm-hmm. Okay. The energy healing. Okay. So Reiki is wonderful. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. And I, I know this, there's a gigantic Reiki tattoo oh. on, on my arm. Okay. So I have a deep, deep personal connection to the origination and conception of Reiki. So it really speaks to me in a way that um, it's hard for me to explain. So, but it works in the same way that Reiki works, but we're, we're going to multiply it times about a thousand. So what we really do is <clears throat> there are exercises to show you how to open your crown chakra. Now the crown chakra is the highest frequential chakra of, that is directly associated with the human form. <clears throat> so what we want to do is open the crown chakra and it's quite easy. You open the crown chakra and then you send the directive to have all of the higher frequency energy that is existing and percolating it within those frequencies and higher frequencies and have that high frequency, incredibly potent energy literally come down into your crown chakra. And then you can actually disperse it to wherever it is that you want in terms of what's ailing you, your liver, your lungs, your feet, your your pancreas, it doesn't matter. So that is essentially in the, the shortest version is to channel intelligent energy into your body, to open the crown, bring this high-frequency energy, and you can feel it when you're doing it. There's all this tingling going on. 
the analogy I give Amy is we've all worn like a, a baseball cap, right? Mm-hmm. And then when we take it off, right, all that pressure is relieved, right, for that one second. So when you do the channel intelligent energy, that step within the healing technique, it almost feels like you're taking off the top of your head because the crown opens up completely. And so there's no pressure. And then all of a sudden you can, and you just start directing the energy in the tingling around your head and then just direct it to wherever it is you need in the body. It's literally, like I said, if there's like a personal (laughs) favorite, Mm -hmm. it's, it's one of my favorite things to do. I would just sit there hour after hour after hour and just keep doing this and just staying in it. And then I would be able to log in and I could literally see what was going on with my body. Well, and I mean, this wasn't a privilege by any means, but you were paralyzed. So you weren't going anywhere, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So you sort of had no, I mean, you had a choice, but, but you chose like in those moments to bring all of that in. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And that's exactly how I say it. I was paralyzed. Where was I going? Mm -hmm. There's nowhere I was going. So, but what I did is I, I truly and utterly dedicated myself completely. 100%. 100%. I, I left nothing on the table, so to speak. I didn't stop working on myself uh, until it was accomplished. Mm-hmm. So, in other, so in other words, I was like, oh, I've done it now. It's, it's enough. I'm going to rest now. It's not enough. I'm still completely paralyzed. I still have pancreatitis, thyroiditis, type 1 diabetes, Hashimoto's autoimmune disease. I was, my body was totally destroyed. Are all of those gone now? Complete, yeah, completely. Nothing. So, so you don't have diabetes. You don't have you, no autoimmune issues. Nothing. No, I take no medication, nothing. Uh, this is wow. the, this, the future is here now wow. in terms of the, the future of medicine is high frequency energy, period. That's the future of medicine. And this, none wow. of this, none of this requires, uh, this, this is important just to talk about briefly. Amy, none of this requires a physical interface. Now, a physical interface would be a tincture, uh, an herb, uh, a shot, uh, an antibiotic, a crystal. I mean, you name it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are all physical interfaces. Now, the reason why what we're talking about is so profound and so effective is because the higher consciousness is literally unlimited. And that's not like uh, spiritual fiction or woo-woo. It's the truth. It's literally unlimited. Now, physical interfaces are completely limited to the energies associated with them. So anytime you use a physical interface, and I don't, I don't care what it is, you're limiting yourself automatically because you're limiting yourself to the energies associated with the physical interface. Your higher mind, which you really are, has absolutely no limitation. And so this also lends itself to why this is the future of medicine, because it requires nothing but your own consciousness and the commanding of your energy. That's real healing. The economy really? is not going to like this. Well, of course not. <laughs> of course not. But Yeah. This is, this is to free human beings. Right. This is, this is to liberate human beings, not to make them into a consumer. Okay, so two more. Turn off programs of illness and use the power of the spoken word. Yes, okay. So, uh, you know, as briefly as I can, I'll just give the analogy about turning off the program of illness because it shows you how to go to a, a, a bit of a higher state of consciousness so you're beyond the little finite intellect. Okay. But then just as the analogy, without the specifics of what to do, but just the analogy, when we have a light on in a room, right? All we do is flip the switch off and the light goes off, right? When you flip the switch off, there's no electrical current going to it and the light can't go on. It can't run. There's no energy running to it. 
right? We all, we all know this. Okay. So, so imagine taking your light, turning it off. Okay. Now it's not running anymore. Then imagine unplugging it. Now it's really not going to run. Then imagine cutting that electrical cord that used to be plugged into the, the energy source. Okay. So now the light's turned off. It's unplugged and the cord's cut. I got news for you. That light's never going to turn on again, right? It's, it's never, it's never mm -hmm. going back on. Okay. That step teaches you how to do the same thing for the program of illness that you're running. It's the exact same understanding. That's an analogy, obviously. Mm -hmm. but, but these are all programs. Okay. The ego mind identity is a program based upon what identifications that you've identified with. It runs like a computer program. Sickness and disease are subsets of these limitation programs of the egoic mind. And so we can literally turn off the program of illness by cutting off the energy source, which is the egoic mind. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what turn off without me, because I'll start rambling for 20 minutes, trust <laughs> me. That's, that's the general understanding or uh, analogy of turn off the program of illness. And I'm sorry, okay. what, was it, what was the other one? Amy? The last one is use the power of the spoken word. Oh, yeah. Okay. So just, we all know that affirmations, mantras, right? These things, they're, they're effect, they work. Mm -hmm. I mean, people have been doing them forever for a reason, because they literally do work. Right. Okay. So when a command, from my perspective, is the most powerful thing that we can do as a command. Okay. So it goes beyond mantra and it goes beyond affirmation. A command, you're literally moving the energies around to sort of obey the, the directive from the sentience, from the self. Okay, so the commands that we say greatly affect the energy. And that's how we actually got definitions of words. So whatever vibration was coming out, and then we would see the effect that those words had on the ether, on the energy, and based upon the effect that that vibration had on the energy, that's how we derived the definition and meaning of words was the effect that it had upon the ether. That's the actual definition, okay? And that maybe humanity does not quite know that. Now, now they do. So a command. Are you an means, alien? No, no, no not, not <laughs> no, at all. I'm that, just kidding. Not you're just, all. you're not, I'm literally captivated. I'm like, holy, yeah, it's amazing. This is a very. I hope that you didn't get offended by that. No, 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 <laughs> not, not at all. And I, and I understand. I, see, I seem like an alien, but really this is what we all are. You can, if you want, if you want, you can think of me as a finished product. Uh, okay. Okay, as a way, right? Yeah. And RJ is not that important. It's the work that's important. Trust me, RJ is, who, 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 the, who the hell is RJ? What's important is that this work will live long beyond my physical body. So the commands, the power of the spoken word, what you say has the biggest impact on your body of energy and your physical body. And we still don't quite understand that. We, we understand about mantras and affirmations. Yes. Commands, direct commands that are specifically and directly from the true self, from the sentience, carry such a powerful vibration that it literally alters our body of energy and our physical body. And so by using commands properly, and this is all, like I said, this is all magic. This is real magic, mm -hmm. right? Think of Merlin doing a spell. Mm hmm? Okay. So that's really what that is. When we learn how to command our speech properly, it completely changes the ether, literally. And what's most affected immediately by our speech is our body of energy and our physical body. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's also something that I would do all the time is commands. 
literally commands. And one of the commands that I used to say is, I am the conqueror of my mind and body. Mm -hmm. Now this, when you say these things and you really mean it, you connect with the words, you will feel so powerful. You'll feel like what you really are. Nothing can stop you. Not even paralysis, nothing. So what did your doctors say about all of this? They, uh, well, I have about, I, I haven't done anything with it because I, I literally don't have the time. I have about 18 hours of footage of me going back to the rehab facility where I lived uh, for, you know, for a few months while I was still paralyzed and just to see everyone's faces, you know, because they all knew I said I was going to walk. It's, mm -hmm. you know, you know, it's don't even think about it. Of course I'm going to walk. And then to see them and to, they, they tell a little bit of their stories or what it was like when we would interact because they would say, RJ is so different from, he's just, just, you know, as you're picking up on, um, the neurosurgeon who is fantastic neurosurgeon. He's actually really sought after. He does great work. He did great work with me. And when I woke up from surgery, I mean, he was the one that told me this, you're not going to recover. No one does. No mm. one ever, no one ever recovers from this. You can't. So it's just the way it is, but hopefully you're no longer sick and hopefully you live the rest of your life, but you'll live the rest of your life paralyzed from the chest down. It's just, that's just the way it is. Okay. Well, not true. So what happened was I went to go see him. He's a great guy. He let me interview him. Okay. So I went to go see him and I was still using a cane at the time, but, uh, cause this was only about five or six weeks after I had been discharged, but I was walking, but I was walking with a cane and I went to go see him and he saw me at the end of the hall in his office and he was talking to two other surgeons and he literally put his hand up to them and just walked and just came walking. He was so excited. And he was also in this state of like, it's almost like he saw Santa Claus. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he used, he used the word, and this is an incredibly intelligent man. He used the word ginormous three times because he didn't have a vocabulary to express what he was seeing that there's no way I should be upright. There's no way I should be. He kept saying, this is ginormous that you can do this. This is ginormous. It was almost like he was like this. Mm -hmm. So they, they don't have a frame of reference. Uh, they don't know what to say. He likes to say is that his interpretation is that my will, which is partly true, that my will is what made it happen. And that, mm -hmm. that definitely has some truth in it, but there's some real higher consciousness metaphysics that I did. But right, because lots the, of people would say I would have the will to walk again, right? Right. And now those people that have that kind of will are now going to have the know-how and the tools to do it. Wow, RJ. Whew. This was amazing. So much knowledge and wisdom just emanating out of you. Uh, if people are interested in learning about your work, where can they go? Uh, AscendTheFrequencies.com is, is my website. Uh, if people want to work with me directly, you can book sessions. I teach advanced courses, uh, highly advanced courses, not taught, not like anything taught on this planet at all. Um, and very soon I'm going to have, uh, an online course and a mobile app mm. that, te that teaches everything that's in that book is going to actually now be on your phone. So I can't tell you, I've been working at this for, I don't know how long, how many months, Lots of time, lots of energy. I have a great team that's been helping. They've done most of the work, actually. I just kind of ramble on and on. And they, they make it work. And they implement it. Yeah, they, they did all the work, really. I just kind of ramble. But it's going to be extraordinary. There's, 
there's whiteboard animations, there's 3D modeling so people can see some of the things that I see. And I had this company in Ecuador capture some of the 3D modeling. Uh, there's 25 hours of video. This is the most complete set and understanding and teachings of self-healing and self-realization that, that, that has ever been put together. That'll probably be out just before Christmas. So I suggest people go to the website, sign up on the newsletter, I have lots of free content. Well, this will content. launch after Christmas. So it ah, will be okay. launched already. Yes. Yeah, okay. it will be available. So the mobile app and the online course will be available to everybody. And I literally, I could not be more excited about it. There's no, there's no words that everyone, people use their phone to distract themselves all day long. Now they're going to be able to use their phone to heal themselves and liberate themselves. It's amazing. Well, RJ, thank you so much for your time today. It was wonderful. I know my listeners are going to just, their minds are going to be blown by this discussion, oh, just as mine has been. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much for, for having me. And if you ever want to talk again, we can get into more specifics. Just let me know. Okay. Thank you. Like what you heard today and want to hear more? Wondering what comes next and what it all means? Head over to Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you could take a minute to rate and review my podcast, I would really appreciate it. Stay tuned as we continue to explore life, death, and the space between.